Hey, I'm Chris Paris, Chief Investment Officer, Bill Carver's Financial Group here in Houston, Texas, and welcome to this week's podcast, Keeping You Connected to Your Money. So I'm going to do something a little different this week. Last week, our investment team here had our first half Market Outlook Summit, and we live streamed it. It was Troy, myself, and the newest member of our team, Charles Scavoni. So what I want to do here is break that one-hour video down into six segments. When you watch it, if you want to, you can fast forward to the segment you want to most focus on. The first 10 minutes or so, Troy and myself, well, we did a recap of what happened in 2022. The goal tonight is really to spend a little bit of time, again, just focusing on what happened last year in 2022, because that leads into 2023, obviously. Focus on what we feel is going to happen in 2023 based on the economic data and some of the most important um, kind of turning points that are upcoming that we're anticipating along with a lot of the investment world. And then get into some of your questions here and introduce Charles, the new member to the investment team. If you watch these videos, I hate the word unprecedented. Well. 2022 pretty much was. It was the first time in almost 90 years that the 60-40 portfolio had just a horrific year. It was the worst year since 1937, and it was the first time really since 1931 when both stocks and bonds were down materially both. There was no ballast to the bond market. I want to start this discussion with what you learned in 2022 because it really was an amazing year when you look back at the historical significance of what happened so what happened last year to your 60 40 stock bond portfolio was so i don't butcher these numbers 17 at the end of the year so based off the 10-year treasury so united states 10-year treasuries and the s p 500 if you had a 60 40 portfolio that was down 17 and a half percent last year so you have to go all the way back to 1937 to see the combined 60 40 stock bond portfolio perform worse than it did last year so many people consider bonds to be a a position we go to for less risk and they are less risky than stocks but it's important to understand that bonds are not hundred percent safe and I think last year was uh, pretty made it pretty clear that bonds have a lot of market risk as well and to see the 60 40 portfolio lose 17 and a half percent I think was shocking to a lot of people yeah it was it was definitely shocking to me I mean uh, Troy has the stats they're up on um, some prior videos of ours uh, I think the, the the main thing about last year that was so different is that stocks went down considerably and bonds went down at the same time. Um, I think bonds were down three times the next closest negative year. So there was no you know, ballast to your portfolio um, as far as bonds go. Uh, you know, what did I learn last year? Been doing this almost 30 years and, you know, cycles are the same, similar. Um, you know, they rhyme. Uh, you know, last year was something I'd never seen. It definitely was unprecedented in my career. You know, Troy has the stats. It was unprecedented for the last 90 years. Um, yeah, and a lot, of, a lot of that is because of what the Fed and what our government did um, to get us out of COVID in 2020 and 2021. It, you know, we had a great party in the markets uh, during, you know, for about 12 months, 18 months and we had the hangover last year. We spent about 10 minutes kind of walking through that, um, posted a really great table from Charlie Biello, 
And if you want to see that, go ahead and fast forward. You can, you can look at that, or you can go back and watch the uh, first half market outlook that we wrote in December and we published in early January. The second part of our video, um, Troy and I spent a long time talking about inflation, talking about the components of inflation. Just to, I want to put a cap on 2022 here because when we were providing uh, context there, one of the things I know we wanted to talk about was the, um, let's call it the Fed-induced uh, recession or the Fed-induced inflation, uh, kind of both of them really. Yeah. And we saw a tremendous peak in demand for goods once everyone was at home in 2020 and 2021. We had all the stimulus from Congress, but also the Federal Reserve lowering interest rates, which led to a tremendous um, uh, stimulation in demand for goods. Once people started to leave their houses, all of a sudden that demand for goods subsided and demand for services increased. There's a goods component that peaked last June and has dropped dramatically auto prices, car prices, used car prices, commodity prices, all those hard goods that you buy at the supermarket or even coming down. Um, you know, go to Target, there's lots of sales. Talked about that. Um, we also talked about the component of inflation that's the service component, which is what the Fed's looking at. That's wages and home prices, rental prices, the housing component. That's been slower to react. Uh, the Fed is focused on that. It is coming down, coming down slow, more slowly, because companies, they don't like to hire really fast and fire really fast. They, they move more slowly. Um, you've probably watched TV lately and seen all the tech layoffs that have been announced. Uh, we, did, we did a video about a week ago and ask, asking and answering the question, you know, why are stocks going up when all these tech companies are announcing tens of thousands of layoffs? So if you get a chance, Click on that video, go ahead and watch it. There's some really good, interesting information there. So um, we also talked about in that component, the real interest rates. So I've done a lot of videos over the past couple of years. When you own a treasury bond, you get paid some interest. That's the nominal interest rate. It equals the inflation rate plus the real interest rate. So Troy and I spent a good portion of the video talking about real interest rates. When we start to look at what you mentioned there, real interest rates. So real interest rates, uh, when we're looking at the forward in inflation expectations combined with, or the difference between forward inflation expectations and interest rates, if we talk about, let's say, the two-year treasury. So the difference between those two, what the forward-looking inflation expectation is and the two-year treasury, we kind of get that that real interest rate. So when those start to come down is when your growth stocks start to, to perform. And what we've seen really is the markets coming to grips with the Federal Reserve, most likely a 25 basis points hike now, a 25 basis point hike in a couple of um, the next, next meeting. And they're also starting to see uh, interest rates stabilizes, or excuse me, inflation stabilize on the out, um, uh, out three, four, five months. So we have these forward-looking inflation expectations that are somewhat under control based on the data, along with the Federal Reserve slowing down the interest rate hike. So now we've seen the real rates actually start to come down. And this has kind of fueled the rally in the beginning of the year. And the reason real interest rates are important to you is because that's the main driver, one of the main drivers of the PE in the stock market. So yes, your, your bonds that you own and how those move around, that actually is affecting the price of equities because it's affecting 
the um, valuation premium that investors pay. So what you want to see is you want to see that real interest rate component, whether it's the two-year or 10-year or kind of pick your time frame, start to come down. It, it troughed in November of 2021, which is pretty much exactly when the stock market peaked, and it ran up all the way to uh, about October of 2022. And lo and behold, that's right when the stock market has made its lows so far for the last year and a half. So that was kind of the second component we talked about. Um, the third component, we started to talk about retirement planning and how the, your investment portfolio isn't a retirement plan. We have an investment strategy that's part of an overall plan that's designed to uh, provide income, help reduce taxes, along with the, the other aspects of the plan. You know, the, the goal and focus at Oak Harvest is to totally encompass your retirement plan. It's to, to look at your investment portfolio. It's to look at um, the taxes you pay. It's to look at Social Security. It's to look at Roth planning. Um, it's to look at estate planning, all sorts of factors that move around, not just the portfolio performance. We have um, financial planners in the background who are running, they're almost quants, and you know, they'll plug in your investment portfolio, whether you own real estate or stocks and bonds or other, other types of investments, they'll plug those into their models and they'll stress test it. And as a portfolio manager, I might not be able to comprehend the one in 1,000 event that happens, but these models do, you know, they, they factor in the stock market going down, you know, 35% in a year, peak to trough, and bonds going down as well, like they did last year. So, um, you know, they, they give you a score, and hopefully that gives you a little bit of peace of mind that even in the worst case scenario, you know, you retire at exactly the wrong time and the markets go down exactly after you retire, um, if the plan is holistic and it's done properly, you know, you should have some comfort that you'll be able to, to manage your retirement um, because you have cash when you need it in the future. So we talked about that for uh, probably about 10 minutes or so. Um, then we moved on to kind of more micro and what we thought as far as sectors and groups, how, uh, what would outperform in the first half. Okay, so I felt it was important for a little bit of context leading into the 2023 first half outlook here. So uh, how do you feel based on kind of we've had a little bit of a surprise start to the year, I'd say, um, just as far as how much the NASDAQ has outperformed the Dow. Where do you think we go from here? What's the sequence possibly of events? And how does this kind of graduate throughout the next six months? No pressure. <laughs> Can you bring the crystal ball over here, Charles? <laughs> um, so, so the old normal, it's the title of the, the first half outlook. Try to find something catchy that uh, someone hasn't trademarked yet. Um, we have, have 4,300 as kind of a, uh, a target for the first half. Um, the, how you get there, you get there because the economy doesn't go into recession. Earnings don't fall as much as people expect. Um, all those people who sold stocks at the end of the year have to turn around and and say, hey, I'm, I'm missing out and I'm gonna buy stocks. Um, and you get the valuation just coming back up. What happened in 2022 was almost entirely valuation compression from real interest rates going up a bunch, um, you know, the Fed trying to fight inflation, those real interest rates are, has, are starting to come down and that takes the whole multiple of the market up 
and it takes the multiple of growth stocks up the most. So anything that has a terminal value way out in the future, you know, they're, they're investing a lot of money, whether it's technology um, or, or you know, biotech, um, those stocks will go up the most. And it just so happens technology and services are still the most overweighted groups in the S&P 500. We answered some of our viewers' questions, some of our clients' questions. We had a couple questions on, on uh, material stocks, on precious metal stocks. We've done a couple YouTube videos in the past about gold and silver. We talked about how they aren't inflation hedges, but they are currency hedges. Um, talked about some of the infrastructure stocks that we, we might own or we do own that might be beneficiaries in a rebuilding here in the United States or maybe even a rebuilding in Europe. Uh, had a viewer ask us about how do, you, how do you play a rebuilding of Ukraine if and when the war over there ends. You know, we alluded to some groups and stuff. We didn't, we didn't talk about any specific stocks because we try to stay away from that. But there are ways to play that, um, to invest in that. Sorry, I, I hate the term play because it's not, it's not a play thing. Your money isn't something to play with. It's something you invest. Um, it's not gambling. The stock markets are not gambling. We've discussed that in the past as well. So the final area that we talked about was um, we introduced our newest team member, Charles Scavoni. So we're going to go ahead and bring Charles up. So before we bring Charles up, I want to go a little bit through his background. So Charles co-managed the $1 billion Van, Camp Van Campen American Capital Emerging Growth Fund to a number one lipper ranking. Uh, built and managed a three and a half billion dollar gross long short equity mutual fund um, focused on high risk adjusted returns um, ended up launching a whole product suite from that first fund all of them five star morning uh, five star ratings for morningstar went on to run his own hedge fund and family office most recently was consulting for price waterhouse and uh, you've known Chris for a very long time, and, and Chris pulled me to the side and he said, Troy, with what's going on economically, what's going on in the markets, my good friend Charles um, may be open to uh, joining the team and helping clients here um, achieve their retirement goals, open new product offerings, and improve efficiencies from an operational standpoint. Uh, your experience really spans um, every aspect, really, of operations and investment management over the years. So we just wanted to bring you on to introduce you to our clients, but also uh, give you and Chris a minute to kind of dialogue back and forth because you know each other so well. Uh, but also, um, you know, really just introduce you and, and Charles, welcome to the to the Market Summit and Oak Harvest Financial Group. Yeah, well, thank you so much. I, I can't begin to tell you how, how thrilled I am to be here at the firm and uh, very, very excited to be back. Uh, working with Chris again, we've got a, we have a lot of history together, and uh, looking forward to, to to what we're going to do together. And uh, big believer in in what we're doing here. Charles is a uh, longtime business associate of mine and friend of mine. We've worked together twice previously. We did a uh, video about a week ago introducing him to everyone out there on the internet. Um, we're just pleased to have him on board. Um, his focus has been. Um, a lot on growth stocks and emerging growth stocks. Uh, later on in his career, I had forgotten that early in his career, he was a bond guy, which I was actually a bond guy in my first career in finance. He, he came up uh, analyzing credit markets, uh, worked for uh, one of the banks here in Texas that was eventually bought by JP Morgan. And then our paths crossed at Van Campen American Capital in the uh, mid 90s. 
Uh, I left to go to San Francisco. He left to go help uh, turn around to fund over at AIM. Then he hired me um, and was basically my boss for three or four years. We launched some new products. We turned around this, the uh, performance of the funds that he had been put in charge of, um, improved a lot of the performance in those mutual funds, as well as launched some new products and services uh, into the market that had never been done before. Uh, he was instrumental in launching a product that went from essentially zero in assets to three and a half billion in assets in about two or three years. That's what we covered in that, that hour. Um, it's, it's on the internet, it's on the live stream, it's on YouTube, you know, go click on it. You can fast forward to the part you wanna see. We do it every six months. We'll probably be doing it again in late June, early July. And uh, before then, we're gonna do the week, uh, the monthly segments, uh, Troy and myself or Troy and some other advisors to, to take up topics that are on the minds of our clients, on the minds of you. So, you know, we're always thinking about what we can do to better serve our clients as far as service, investment performance, and just continue to communicate to calm your nerves down. Because we all know that, you know, retirement can be a very stressful period of time. You've worked for years and decades usually. You saved money, you're used to having cash flow come into you, and now you're in retirement and you don't have that income stream from your salary. You're reliant on your savings, you're reliant on dividend stocks to maybe pay you um, some income, social security, um, maybe insurance policies that pay you a little income along the way too. And you know, we, we look at all of that holistically here at Oak Harvest because we look at financial planning. We're not just an investment manager, we're a financial planner. And you know, our job is to help you uh, improve upon your retirement and help you meet your retirement needs and maybe some of your greeds too. That's kind of one of my favorite sayings around here. Uh, some people said we should get some t-shirts made up. Um, I'm all in favor of that. Give us a call here in Houston. Ask to speak to an advisor. The phone number, 877-896-0040. And schedule an appointment with one of our advisors. We're here to help you into and through your retirement years. I'm Chris Paris. From the whole team, Troy, Jessica, Charles, myself, James, everyone, have a blessed week.